Warning, 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 warning. I smell some bullshit in the air. When I say y'all, it has been a ride. Not the come on ride that train and ride it. No, 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 no. I'm talking about some, I hate you so much right now, child. Woo. Let me pull myself together. This is a cautionary tale of a woman that through life experiences, BS, and a lot of mental breakdowns. I've learned what not to do as opposed to what to do. Welcome to It's Hard to Be Me, the podcast. Hey y'all, welcome to It's Hard to Be Me, the podcast uncut. Mm. Now, what you're going to hear is me really rawing off the cuff. So if you don't like that, that's your business. You can go ahead and click off this right now. This is going to be a bonus leading into season four if I decide to do one. If not, this will be the last podcast if I decide to not go forward. Um, I'm going to say this. Why is the double standard so harsh for women? Men can do whatever they want to do, break hearts, kick ass, take names, and nobody says anything. But let a woman take control over her life, take autonomy over her body, make decisions that most men that would not agree with because they were not the ones at the gatekeeper of it and see how things change. It's funny because I thought for once I was stepping out of my comfort zone and doing something different, actually smiling for once, actually acknowledging what I want and what I needed and going and getting it. And it quite didn't work out that way. Now, I'm left with all the emotions that's attached and don't nobody understand. It's also funny because the people that you thought will understand your pain is the ones that's mad at you because you're in your feelings. Now, if you would have met me when I was probably 34 and under, I had no emotions. I didn't show emotions. You could not pay me to tell you how I was feeling and what I was dealing with. It's something that happened when I was 38 that changed the game for the rest of my life. Because now every time I go through anything, I feel every inch of the emotions all the way from the front to the back row. I have still yet to understand why I'm feeling everything. Now, people that's close to me tell me, well, it's about time you're starting to feel something. You was walking around here like a robot, like everything wasn't going down. And I have to admit, they're right. I was walking around here like a zombie. I have to understand that. But now it seems like that everything that I do, somebody's mad about it. I don't get it. I really don't. Because I am truly a Gemini some days, not all the time, where I could be upset, but I can also be happy. I can mask my pain, but I can also be very verbal and tell you what I'm feeling and how I'm feeling and what I want and what I need. But I also have a side to me that's very docile that will allow certain things to happen, will allow certain people to say certain things and do certain things and knowing that it's wrong. But I will allow it to happen anyway because I'm so scared to lose their love and their trust. Excuse me. I just broke my... um 
days of team no tears. Um, I was in day three before I recorded this and it's um, November 23rd, 2021, just in case you're hearing it in 2022. So I have been on a crusade to do team no tears or team smile. And Team Smile pretty much was something I came up with to keep me smiling every day so I can keep a positive attitude so I wouldn't be so hurt about the things that I hear and see around me. Because I've been told by several people that I'm too much in my feelings these days and that I need to get my feelings under control. People are going to talk about you if you really express how you feel. Ain't no man going to want to date you or deal with you knowing that you're emotional and that you are showing a side of you that shows weakness. I thought that I could still show my emotions and still be full woman and understand that I am validated in my feelings, but I seem to realize and believe that I cannot because when I am honest and I am true to my feelings and what I'm feeling and what I'm thinking, it goes on deaf ears. I'll give you guys an example. I have very much expressed to certain set people how I felt about them. I mean, poured my entire soul out, said everything I needed to say. Because one thing that I have learned from this thing called the Rona is that whatever you're feeling in your heart, what you desire, you have to say what you feel. You don't know when the last time you're going to see that person, talk to that person, hug that person, hold that person, anything. You honestly just don't know. So you have to take every day and hit the bull by the horn and tell the person how you feel. I expressed to said person how I was feeling poured everything I am into it. This particular person pretty much was like, okay, like it didn't mean anything. I don't know what okay mean. Do I look like Cleo Corman now? No, I am not Dionne Worry with her fake psychic show. I am not her. You have to tell me how you're feeling. Then I asked, oh, okay, well, can we hang out? Can we kick it? Can we talk? Can we laugh? Whatever it is. Uh, I don't, I don't know how to interpret that. And I know that men are different from women. I absolutely get it. But damn, men and y'all can come for me in these comments and I really don't care. Men, what y'all don't understand is this. Y'all can go around and fuck and date and hang out and talk to chicks and have no attachment whatsoever. And a lot of women in 2021, as the day that I'm taping this, can do the same thing. Y'all on some savage shit. I am not her. I'm one of those people that if I tell you I miss you, I really miss you. If I tell you I want to screw you, I want to screw you. If I tell you that I love you, is that I love you. There is no consolation prize. There is no gray area. There is no gray room. If I am making time for you when I could be doing something else that means that you mean something to me and I know a lot of women can feel me when I talk like this but you have some set individuals in the world men and women according to what your sexual preference is because that's your business that do not understand that when you pour out your emotions as a woman or as a man and you truly solidify how you feel and that person does not give you anything to work with or give you anything back it will take you to a place that have you questioning yourself. Now, I am only speaking for me. As y'all know, I keep my water next to me. I have poured my heart out in a way this year that I never have. I've let more people see and, and, and 
I've let more people into my life emotional than I ever have. Usually when I go through stuff, I'll just cry it out. And then when I present myself in public, I won't say anything. Oh, I'm fine. Everything's cool. Everything's fine. This is the first year I've truly been telling people, are you okay? No. How you feeling? I don't know. What are you thinking? I don't know because I don't know. I'm not very versed when it comes to certain things in my life. And I know that's contrary to popular belief because your girl is 41 years old. But it's a lot of stuff that I wasn't exposed to. And there's a lot of things that I just don't grasp the concept of because I've never really had to deal with it. But what I'm trying to do is look at what's been happening to me over 2021 as a cautionary tale. So that's what I'm going to name this this bonus episode, a, a cautionary tale. I say that because I took 2021 and put stock in people and things that didn't need to be. I put stock into individuals that I felt could be a benefit to my life, that could enrich, enhance my life, that could be beneficial in my circle. And it did not work. And I don't think it didn't work because I was not doing my part. I think it was supposed to happen this way. Now, I know y'all going to have some folks on here that's going to be like pint-sized diva. Girl, you just speaking out of a place of hurt. No, ma'am. I have had time to ascertain, think, re-ascertain, think, re-ascertain, and think. Everything that I am saying right now, and I am very validated in the feelings that I have. Very validated in the feelings that I have. Because... Anytime I am willing to put all my pride, all my feelings aside, everything that I am aside to take a chance to say, hey, I like you. I want to spend time with you. You make my heart smile. You bring me brightness on a day when things are so cold. You make me feel safe and secure in who I am. You are my best friend. You are a person that I can really see myself having in my life for the rest of my life. And for that person to just not say anything, that just lets me know either I was giving off the wrong vibes or I wasn't catching the correct vibes that I needed to catch to catch myself before I got too far. So that's why I say this is a cautionary tale. And this I'm saying it for my ladies because I'm a woman, but it also goes to men too. Take 2022 and make sure you're not putting stock in people who don't give two red shits about you, who don't care if you survive or thrive, that they do not care. Quit putting stock in people that you know or you find you come to a point where you understand that they don't mean or treat you the same way that you do. I have experienced this now a total of four times this year in 2021. And I tell y'all, Every time it has happened, it hurts more and more and more. It just makes me wonder, what did I do so wrong? What did I do so wrong that every time I allow a person to get close to me, it just goes to shh. It just goes to shh. And I, don't, I don't get it. And I'm still trying to learn it. Like That's the reason why I started the Team Smile Initiative. It's because I want to try to choose to smile every single day, regardless to what is happening. But it still doesn't negate the fact that my heart hurts. And it ain't hurting because of, of other stuff. It's hurting because I don't tell people that I care about them and that I love them lightly. I don't pour and rearrange my life and my schedule for anybody. Everybody knows I put my family as my priority. Everything flows through my family. And then eventually, if it's conclusive for my life, then I will do it. When you hurt me, 
you're hurting not only me, but you're hurting my soul. You're hurting my emotions. And it's taking everything in me not to break down and truly cry right now or to just start hollering and just venting things out because I'm trying to learn a better way to deal with my feelings and ascertain my heart. So because of that, I'm choosing to do this podcast as a cautionary tale. Let this be a lesson to anybody that's listening to the words that is coming through these earphones. Please understand that everybody's smiling your face ain't your friend. Be right back. And we're back. So I just want to make sure that I am protecting my peace. So I'm going to go into 2022 completely different. Really, I'm going to go into December 1, 2021, completely different because I'm starting to see people for who they really are. I'm starting to see who really cares about me and who don't. And those things really bother me because I know that when I love, I love hard. When I give, I give deeply. And if I let you in my circle, it's something about you that makes you spectacular and special that you can learn. And I just don't understand why these things keep happening to me when I know that I love and I give just as deeply. So let me ask you guys a question. How do you handle when somebody doesn't show you love back the way you give it out to them? And I'm not just talking about relationships. I'm talking about in all aspects of your life. How do you feel? I mean, like, really, tell me um, below in the uh, podcast page on Instagram under It's Hard to Be Me. That's I-T-S-H-A-R-D, the number two, B-E-M-E, or on Facebook under Pint Size Diva Podcast. Now, we're going to do a part two to this because I think it's something way deeper that we need to untackle, and I don't have the time to do it right now. But I just want to tell you guys the name of this uh, bonus one is going to be called A Cautionary Tale because I think a lot of times these days, especially the younger generation coming behind us, that everything that you do, it's going to come back to you. I promise you, I don't care if nobody say, YOLO, you only live once. Yes, you only live once, but you're going you gonna to deal with them consequences for yells and yells and yells and yells to come. Whether it happened five years, 10 years, 20 years down, down the line, two days, 24 hours, it do not matter. You're going to feel it in some capacity. And I'm going to end part one of this and just say this. I apologize to anybody that I dated in my past that I hurt. I don't know why this particular thing has happened to me and why God is isolating me so from people and isolating me from having somebody to fulfill me spiritually and mentally and physically. I don't know why. But I'm going to go on record and just apologize to anybody that I dated, anybody that I talked to that I hurt in my past. If I've hurt you, I'm sorry. If you are a, a former friend of mine or a former person that I was close to and I hurt you, I want to apologize because I always talk about bad juju and things like that and making sure that you keep your surroundings very clear and I just want to make sure I put it out there I am so sorry if I have hurt you have you been in my life and incapacitated and 
I have done anything to you to hurt you or offend you, make you feel uncomfortable, make you feel unsafe, which I have not done. Um, I just want to apologize to you. And I also want to take a quick second between part one and part two and just apologize and repent to God. God, I know I am not perfect and I've done a lot of things I'm not proud of and I repent for my sins and I am so sorry. And I'm hoping one day that you can forgive me so the clouds can open and I can see a brighter day. But until then, I have to continue to deal with the things that I'm dealing with right now. And you guys should use this as part one of a cautionary tale. Be back in a few. What you're about to hear is real. The story has not been changed, but the names have been modified. It's funny because in my entire life, I never thought I'll be making this kind of podcast. Now, y'all know me. I try to be as transparent as I can, as much as I can. This one is going to be a little hard. Now, you're going to hear the beginning part of this. Then you're going to hear the break in between. And then you're going to hear where I am now. And then by the end of the season, you will hear the progression of it all precautionary tale. FYI, tell your kids to go in their room and close the door because us grown people need to talk about life, about relationships, on how to not get caught the fuck up. Let's get into it. So from the last time that I recorded this podcast as far as a cautionary tale, I was at the beginning stages of trying to figure out how to come out of a long-term situation. Now, I am not going to get on this podcast and bash that individual because that individual deserves the respect that he deserves. Again, I am not a catty person, vindictive, mean, things like that. Now, I will read you, but I'm not going to be talking about you because my mama raised me better than that, okay? But I just want you ladies to be aware of the pitfalls and the traps that come along when you're coming out of a long-term situation that if you're not careful, you will either wind up with some shit that you can't get off with Ajax, you'll wind up with a baby, you'll wind up being the side chick or not even just a side chick, just a side bussy, okay? And I don't want that for you guys. I want you to be able to stand 10 toes down and be on your own. Now, if the situations that I'm talking about reverse to me, I'll say this. Let's test it out. Rule number one of cautionary telling for women is when you come out of a relationship or situationship or whatever you got going on, make sure you take the time to be single, truly single. That means no sex, no head, not giving of those things, not dating on dating apps, none of it. Do not do that because what it does is it opens your emotions to be excessively raw. And that is what happened to me. Story time. So, hmm. I'm not going to say the exact year because if the person listens to this podcast, they'll know who they are. But about 12 years ago, I came out of a serious situation and Nobody has really been that person to just tell me, hey, girl, uh, uh-uh, before you try to get into something else, before you try to do this right here, you need to take some time for yourself. I was never taught those things. I was always told, "Okay, you break up with somebody cool. Whatever happens, happens. You just do you. 
Y'all always know I drink my water. So in between this, I'm going to be drinking a lot of water because I got a lot of tea to spill. So I met this guy. When I say he was fine, ladies, fine. The complete opposite of who I was used to date at that time. And I thought it would be cool for us to just hang out and chill and see what happened. Mind you, before then, I had been out the dating scene for a while. So I didn't know what hanging, kicking it. I didn't know what none of the hell that shit, man. And I mean yarn because it stressed me out just thinking about it. I didn't know what none of that shit means. So I'm thinking we're hanging out, we're talking, we're going on dates. He immediately, literally wanted to have sex. I'm like, whoa, wait, whoa, 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 woo. Because I was like, why in the hell are we even thinking about sex? And I don't know nothing about you. Well, you know, that's how things are done now. Well, I'm sorry. I'm not that girl. I'm not that girl to be just jumping in the bed. Ooh, 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 John. My name is Phil. See, no, ain't nobody got time for that. Okay. So needless to say, after maybe like the third date, he wanted some booty. When I wouldn't give him said booty, he pretty much ghosted me. Stop calling, stop texting, all of that. I'm like, okay, that's what it is. I'm just going to stay to myself for a while and I'll figure it out. Where I went completely wrong is instead of me taking my own advice and staying to myself, I dove head first into the club scene. Now, I am not that girl that used to go to the clubs and the bars, drink a lot, dress really provocatively. That was never my style. Like when you guys see promo pictures on my Instagram page on It's Hard to Be Me, I-T-S-H-A-R-D, the number two, B-E-M-E, you would notice that I wear a lot of makeup when it comes to eyeshadow. I love color. You notice I wear bold lipsticks because I love bold lipsticks. But if you would have met me maybe 12 years ago, I was not that girl. I thought that put a little eyeshadow on, I was good to go, and a lip gloss. As I started to go out into the dating scene, not dating scene, but into the club scene, I noticed that all the girls were dressed up, had really nice outfits on, skirts was small, booty was out, titties out, um, makeup, hair, heels, and I didn't blend in at all. Not one damn bit. I was 330 pounds. Everybody I was around was smoke skinny. And I do mean smoke skinny, like Newport smoke skinny. So I was always deemed the fat friend and I was the one that held all the jackets and they went to dance and twirled all night and uh, got drunk for free. And at the end of the night, these guys would run up to me. Hey, your girl told me to give you my phone number and you make sure she get it. And rather, let me just go ahead and throw this out here. If a dude... If a girl tell you, get my girl, no, I ain't got my purse, I ain't got this, blah, blah, blah. Nine times out of ten, she not going to call you. Okay, fellas, that is your quick tip of the day. So what my girlfriends would do would get free drinks from these dudes all night, dance on them all night, had them thinking they're going to get some, getting their dick all hard all night. And then we will all be on our way home from the bar and they will go through and remember, write down different characteristics about each guy that they met that night to see if it was somebody they wanted to talk to. And then the ones that didn't make the cut, they pretty much threw them out the window or they would throw them in the, throw them in the bag or whatever it was, but they never, ever called these guys. 
Now, the crazy part about all that is when they ran into these guys again down to the bar, instead of them just admitting, hey, I'm not interested, I'm not into you, they would say, hey, my girlfriend never gave me that number. She must have wanted you for herself. <sighs> it became a hot food. So I wound up being the fat friend to collect the numbers and everything that happened, it got blamed on me. I did that shit for a year and a half. A year and a half. I pretty much threw myself into the to the club scene. I drank like a fish. I wore stuff that God knows I would never. And it just became one of those things of I was trying to find who I was. Because if you really know me from listening to these podcasts, you would know I am not a single type of girl. I like being in a relationship. I like being in a marriage. I like stuff like that. Why? Because I'm very nurturing by nature. I love hard. I give hard. I deal with things differently than most women. I have old school values with a new school feel. It's a lot of things that I would tolerate that a lot of women probably would not because I know by me being a heavier set woman that if I don't adapt that I'll be single. Okay. And that's a lot of things that I have to deal with that a lot of people don't. And for everybody who going to come on my social media and say, you ain't got to do that. You're a big girl. Okay. You ain't never been Tanisha. You ain't never been pint size diva. You ain't never been her. You ain't never been she, me or her. Okay. Cause them two people are two totally different folks. Okay. And my girl Tanisha can tell you that. Okay. And I probably have her on one time, but yeah. So it's just, I adapted really quickly. I allowed things. You know what? Cautionary tale number two. I allowed things to happen to me and around me that at 41, I would never, ever tolerate now. And I'll tell you why. Um, story time part two. In that same year and a half, I allowed myself to be the side chick, knowing I was the side chick, but I didn't care because I longed for companionship and comfort so bad that I was willing to accept being the side chick just to have somebody care about pint size diva 320 pound fat ass. Okay. And I know everybody gonna say, well, you shouldn't call yourself that. No, bitch, I was fat. At 320 pounds, you fat. I'm sorry, that is not um, P-H-A-T, pretty hot and tipped. No, that is F-A-T, lose some weight, get on the treadmill fat for me. I ain't fat shaming nobody, but I'm talking about just me. Just your girl, just Pisces Diva. That's it, point blank and the period. So I allow myself to be a side chick. And the crazy part is I wasn't even having sex with this man at all. All he would do is when he got mad at his girl, he would come over my house and I would cook. He stayed at my house. He never slept in the bed with me. Never, never slept in the bed with me because he said he wasn't attracted to plus size women. But it was something about me. I should have known better, but the insecure me was just going with it because I was like, this is my life. This is where I am. Blah, blah, blah. I'm just going to accept it. And this happened for about five months. And one day I was on my way to work and this car pulled up in front of me, dang near hit me. I remember exactly where I was at. And she was like, you effing my man. I said, ooh, first of all, hi, who are you? My name is Bleep. And my man is Bleep. 
I said, I ain't never had sex with your man. Never. Well, your number is in his phone. I said, well, you need to talk to him. He told me about you. I said, what'd he tell you? So I get ready. She didn't say nothing. I get ready to walk off and she hits me. And I said, bitch, did you just hit me? She said, I did. She said, why are you entertaining my man? I said, first of all, I have no clue what's going on. But if you hit me again, I'm going to lay on this ground. I'm going to scream. And then you're going to get arrested for assault. I said, so second of all, don't hit me. She cuts her car. She, she slams her door. She puts her keys in her pocket. In her water, put her phone in her pocket. She pulls up her hair. Now, I am not from the state that I currently live in. I am from Virginia. And when you put your hair in a ponytail and you pull your pants or put your belt on, that means it's time to tussle. So I'm thinking in my mind, oh shit, I'm about to fight. So I do the same thing. At the time, I had more hair than I do now. I pulled my hair off my face. I pulled my purse where I could get to it because if she didn't beat me, I was going to slice it. That's real talk. That's old school me back in the day before I decided trying to mellow my life out. And she walks up to me. She was like, you are taken away from my family. I was like, first of all, let's get a couple things straight. I ain't never slept with your man. Yes, I did know that he was dating you. I said, but from what I was told, it was this. I make no excuses. So if you still want to fight, let's get this fight over with. Get all your aggression out. I said, but what is that going to do? Is that going to help you get your feelings out? Or is it going to make him want to stop dealing with me and find another woman that you don't know about? So your issue is not 100% with me. It's 50-50. I said, now that I see it from your perspective, I ain't going to deal with him no more. I took my phone out. I said, ain't, I said, isn't this your number? She said, yes, it's his number. I deleted it out. I said, you see, I pulled out my phone. I showed her everything that was sent to me from him. And she pretty much was sitting there in tears saying, I've been dealing with this for years. And I knew right then in my mind, I could not be her. She was like, I want to see you again. And she jumped in her car and she drove off. People ran to me, asked me, was I okay? I told them I was fine. I went to work because I worked the overnight shift and I cried the whole shift. Like I literally could not pull myself together. I worked and cried my entire shift and I promised myself I would not be her. That man came to my job literally every other night for a month and a half asking me why I wasn't calling him, why he can't come over. I said, you have a girlfriend that almost ran me over with her car. Absolutely not. You got to go. Leave me alone. And the last time he came to my job, I was working overnight. I called her. I said, your man is on his way to my job. I said, I've told him on several times to leave me alone. Please come get your man. They both met each other up there. I saw the conflict from the window of the hotel. They asked to come in the building. I locked the doors. I didn't let neither one of them in. I had security escort them out the property. Ain't heard from them since. There's of 2022, they're married. And they have five kids. They stayed with each other and I wish them well. But it's a cautionary tale to me to never, ever, ever, ever be an intentional side chick. Now, if you don't know you a side chick and you so happen to find out, disassociate yourself from the situation really quickly before you wind up getting towed up, shot or whatever it is these days that these crazy helpers do when they find out they manage cheating on them. Cautionary tale number three. Do not have sex with anybody if you're fresh out of a relationship. 
Okay. I say that because of this. If you break up with somebody in January and you start effing somebody in February, your emotions are still raw. Your emotions for your ex is still raw. And all you crave is that companionship, that embrace, that, that attention that you used to get from your ex. So you're not really going to take the other person seriously. You're just going to be mentally gone from the D or from the P or whatever one you choose to do at this point in your life. Okay. And I just feel like that is something that's the worst thing you can ever, ever do. Now I have not done this where I have been to the point where I came out of a relationship and immediately started having sex with somebody else. No, I have a rule for that. Whenever you break up with somebody, you always make sure that you put at least six months to a year in between sexual partners, just in case something happens, just in case a uh, uh, STD or STI get misdiagnosed, or if something happens where there's a question, you have six months to a year to make sure that everything is everything before you get into another sexual relationship because I'm starting to realize in 2022, people do not like wearing condoms, dental dams or whatever it is when you sitting on some, sitting on some D, riding some D or you give it some, give it some head. I don't understand it. That's just not my judge at all. No glove, no love, period. I don't care who you are, where you came from, period. So I don't get it. I just don't believe in jumping on top of one thing, breaking up with breaking up with one piece of piece of privacy. And do you jump on somebody else? That's too many soul ties in my mind. These cautionary tales, I'm telling you, I'm going to be sad and laugh through these because now I look back on it at 41 years old. I'll be 42 in June. I realize a lot of shit I could have really avoided had I just been a little bit more meticulous or if I would have had somebody in my life telling me, girl, Oh, girl, don't do that. Mm-mm, girl, no, ma'am. Don't do that whatsoever. Mm-mm, girl, stop. No, girl, no. <laughs> but in the meantime, 20 time, we're going to listen to some ads and we'll be right back with Cautionary Tale 2022. Mental health is more important than ever before. And trust me, you guys, this product has balanced my mood, allowed me to focus and regain a sense of self. Introducing to some and reintroducing to others. Ashwagandha gummies from Goldie Nutrition. These are made with vitamin D, which we all love, and provide the extra relaxation after a long day. Here's what I want you all to do. If you're on my social media, click in my bio. But if you go to www.goli.com and put in the code T. Diva for your percentage off and you'll be glad you did. Again, the code is T-K-D-I-V-A for your percentage off. Thank you so much to Golden Nutrition for sponsoring this portion and the brand collaboration for this podcast. Holla! Welcome back to A Cautionary Tale with your girl Pint Size Diva. Now, we're going to get back into the meat of the Cautionary Tale warning signs. Like I said at the beginning, warning Warning, warning. I smell some bush in the atmosphere. Not just around me, but it was around me. Okay. So another cautionary tale that I give you guys very much advice about is don't get caught the fuck up. And I don't care what sector of your life it is. Do not get caught up. Women, we have a tendency to get emotionally attached to a lot of things. 
And because of that, it gets us in a lot of trouble. I mean, a lot of trouble. And I am no exception. When I say I believe in soul ties, I mean it. Because I've seen it over the past 30 years, how you becoming connected to somebody and getting emotionally attached. It is a soul tie. And it's deeper than what I could ever talk about on this podcast. It's deeper than any way that I could describe it. It is something that had I not experienced it for myself on several occasions, I would not be able to sit here and tell you guys that. Like I always say, I might not be collegiate degreed and all that stuff, but the life lessons I've learned over the past 41 years, trust and believe it's a novel all by itself. The soul ties are real, but they show up in different formats according to who you are and what situation that you're in. For me, mine showed up in emotional soul ties where I felt like I could not function or I could not go anywhere by myself. I didn't want to be around. I didn't want to go places alone. I felt like being alone or being single was a slap in the face. It was a cut to the throat. I felt like that I was not complete without a mate. And I'm still working through that right now. I'm not going to lie to you. And I am figuring that out slowly through therapy. Won't he do it for therapy? If you do not believe in therapy, that is your business. But I am a big advocate for mental health. But I'm working through that right now because I've always been told that if you're a single woman, you are not to have sex with anybody. You're not to embrace anybody. You're not to kiss anybody. You are to strip yourself of things that will make you worldly. And you are to keep and sustain your mind, body, and spirit. But don't nobody warn you for, again, warning, warning. Nobody braces you for the the physical cravings of a companion. Nobody warns you about the sexual cravings of wanting to be touched and be held, even if it's by hand. Nobody warns you about the emotional jargon and trauma that comes from being single and everybody asking you, oh, you're 41 years old or you're 30 years old or you're 50 years old. Why are you single? What's wrong with you? You must have did something wrong. Or you have the ones that because you're up in age, according to how old you are, well, in my case, you're up in age. So you have younger men or women, whatever you prefer, that will try to talk to you because they think getting with you is going to be their step up in order to be successful. So people always say, the older you get, the better it gets. No, sometimes the older you get, the more you have to watch yourself because you have this new generation that don't want to do nothing when it comes to relationships, but they want all the financial gain that comes with you. So there's a level of use and abuse that is there that's very rarely talked about. I'm just choosing to be honest. So my next cautionary tale tip is going to be one for the women who are recently divorced. This one is for you. Thank me in the comment section. If you're on Apple, please rate me and give me your honest opinion. Do not be always emotionally and physically available for the next man you date. And I'm going to say it again. Do not be mentally or physically always available for the next man or woman that you date. I say that because of this. When you become emotionally physically, psychologically, financially always available for the person that you are in 
relations or situationships or whatever it is with, that means that person can mess you over. And what I mean by that is they can get what they want from you, not call you for weeks at a time. And then as soon as you see their number, you're jumping, leaping to try to get their phone. Oh my God, oh my God. You're leaping to the phone trying to get it. And in your mind, you're like, this is so wrong. This is wrong. But in your heart, you're like, I want this person. I need this person. I need to be held. I need the companionship. This person is the only person that will ever desire me because in your mind, you have not dealt with the issues of being divorced. What happened within your previous marriage? What happened? What made things go left? How did you feel coming out of that? You never gave your soul time to heal from the person that you was bonded to. So because of that, it makes you desperate for any attention that's given to you. And I can attest to the desperate part because I got to a point in my life where I was so desperate for somebody to pay me attention. I would just let them do whatever they wanted to do to me. In all honesty, and I'm not even talking about relationship, I'm talking about in life. I allow people to do things to me that I never thought that I would allow because I had standards as everybody say. Oh, well, Pisces Stephen, you have too many standards. You ask for too much. You require too much of people. And because of that, I felt kind of bad. I was like, I must have too many standards. I must have too many things. Let me lower my expectations so I can get somebody. Maybe if I lower my expectations, I can find somebody. Then I won't be alone. Then I can be happy. I can be in a relationship. You know, and that person will eventually see me for who I am. And I realized it's not going to happen that way. The same reason why I started losing weight. I originally, before I got to this space in my life a couple of months ago, I originally started down this weight loss journey because I realized that I used to hear this same sentence from every man. Y'all ready for it, ladies? <clears throat> well, you know, baby girl, you know, I would love to just hang out with you and chill with you and we could be friends. But, you know, you're not regularly my type. And, you know, I usually date girls that have a, you know, have a flat stomach and I got to have a woman I could just bring around to my boys and I, that I can't, I can't really date you. Or this one right here. Well, you real pretty to be a big girl. Or you got a great personality to be fat. Or they start looking at everything that you eat. If you eat, for example, if you go out to eat and you decide to get a steak and they decide to get a steak, the first thing they say is, well, damn, damn, baby, you gonna eat all that? It's a regular six ounce steak and a salad. Well, I thought you was going to get some grilled chicken or some or some asparagus or something. I've had that happen to me before. I've had and I and again, this is my fault. I allowed it to happen because in my cautionary tale, I had not healed my soul tie with the previous person I was with. And because of that, I allowed any and everything to happen to me. I went through this phase of when I would go to dinner with this person, he would only take me to dinner after nine o'clock. And when he did take me out to dinner after nine o'clock, we had to sit in a corner somewhere where couldn't nobody see me. They could see him. Couldn't see me. It was to the point where I couldn't even get him to go to the bathroom. I used to have to wait until after he got up and left the restaurant. Then I can get up. I can go to the bathroom and then I can leave because he didn't want to be seen with me. But at that time, I was so young, dumb and naive that I didn't realize he was ashamed of me. But he liked what I did for him. Like in the words of Tamar Brace, I like what you do, but I don't like you like that. That was me all day. And like I said, because I've grown and 
I'm somewhat past it because I've gotten done like that recently that I am realizing that the signs, I realized the signs and I am having trouble figuring it out, but I have learned how to not be so readily available. So I'm getting better slowly, but surely getting better. So he basically wanted only the nightlife of me. And then when we did go out to eat or we did talk and things together, what would happen is he'll say, okay, well, you don't need all that. So whatever meal I got, he will take my plate. He will cut it in half. He'll ask for a to-go box. He will take that half of the box and he will take it with him. So I only was able to eat a half a portion of food when I was around him. Um, when we hung out, I had to do double workouts. So if we worked out together, whatever workout he did, for example, if we did four rounds of 20 when it came to squats. I had to do eight rounds of 20 because I was fat and he said I needed it more. Um, it has been to the point where we have been out together during the day. And if one of his boys saw that he was out, he will push me to the side or ask me to go do something. And me being young, dumb and naive, not picking up on the signs that he technically was trying to make sure his friends did not see me and him together. Because if they did, they would scrutinize him because I was fat, because I was way bigger than what I am now. So a cautionary tale, ladies, do not be so readily available and do not be desperate. I was on the desperate train for love and acceptance for a very long time. And every day I work very digitally. I think that's how you say it. I'm sound for real ditzy right now. Um, I work very, very, very hard to make sure that I'm not giving off that vibe because getting done like that is not easy and it is not for the weak. And the self-esteem of it all is a whole nother level. Gotta pay some bills, guys. I'll be back.